Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we begin our trade deadline discussions today, focusing on defense. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are hosts Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty is also host at Locked On Tigers. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. And a uh, quick shout out, 400 subscribers. Now officially crossed another plateau, or not almost a plateau, another milestone. We ain't plateauing anytime soon. <laughs> 400, man. It's yeah. wild. Like, I mean, what we we celebrated three hundred like what, two weeks a week ago. ago? Yeah. yeah, like two. I think two Fridays ago. So like 10, 10 days ago, we celebrated three hundred. Uh, now we're we're at four oh five at at the time of recording. So just we had four hundred like six hours ago, and we were at three ninety five last night. So it just proves how good you are, Scotty. Just keep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's plenty of people that disagree with that, but. Uh, we, we, we ball, we're still on the steady climb, baby. We absolutely ball. And, uh, Scotty, it is officially, well, now it's less than a month out, but when I texted you with the idea, we were officially one month out from the NHL trade deadline. It is on March 21st. And, uh, we decided that now would finally be, uh, be a good time to start our trade deadline discussion. And, uh, there's just a lot to go over. There's a lot of different players on this team that could be dealt um, and I think we're both in agreement, Scotty, and we've talked about it in previous episodes. I don't episodes. agree with you on anything. Never. We never agree. But we think we are, we are in agreement that the Red Wings are not going to be buying at this trade deadline. If anything, they're going to be standing pat or selling. And so when we think about possible scenarios in which players could be dealt, a lot of them end up being what players could we send out to acquire draft picks. And this year, unlike many other years prior, there's not a lot of guys on this team that I would think get you a lot of higher draft picks. Unless you were to make an astonishing move like what happened last year. And you can't rule those out, but they're not expected. And so today, Scotty, when we focus on defense, um, there's there's a lot of guys who are going to be unrestricted free agents in, in, the, in the next season coming, but only a couple of them. I think are attractive enough to uh, warrant offers from teams at the trade deadline. Yeah, for sure. The defense is, is pretty interesting. I think interesting is such a stupid word, man. <laughs> I'm like, if you listen to my show at Tigers, I say it all the time. I, the word interesting means nothing. Like it literally means nothing. Like think about it. Is it a positive thing? Maybe. Is it negative? Maybe. It's a dumb word and we should eliminate it. Um, it's, inter- it's an interesting word. All right, all right. Uh, it's it, no. The defense is is a lot more fascinating than I think people realize because there are, like you said, a lot of expiring deals on the defense and in this whole team in general. And even though, like you said, it's not top heavy, you know, Cider's not going anywhere. Obviously, spoiler alert. Um, and and outside of him, there's not really anybody on the defense. That is going to warrant, uh, you know, 
Mantha type return or anything like that, right? But um, but there there are some pieces on there that we could get away and, and get a, a a decent return for. And at this point, when you're selling, you're just in the business of getting as many assets as you can, whether that's third round picks, seventh round picks, or first round picks. You're just trying to maximize the amount of assets you have for the following season and for the future in general. So. While, while I, don't, I don't think we look at the defense and we go, oh, wow, like any of these dudes are going to get us a, a, a first next year, there are still guys that probably warrant getting flipped because – I've been saying warrant a lot – that probably justify getting flipped because of uh, the fact that they are going to give you multi, potentially multiple assets. And, and again, going forward, that, that's the name of the game when it comes to selling. You're just trying to stockpile assets. So I guess the easiest thing to do right off the bat, Scotty, is to name the defensemen that are not going to get traded. I would be absolutely flabbergasted if the Detroit Red Wings dealt them. Obviously, number one is the untouchable Moritz Sider. Not, e- not even worth talking about. Not no analysis needed. About. Not going to happen. I think any other defenseman is not in, in the realm of untouchable, but would be. I'd be very shocked. Like Anthony Madden at the levels of shocked if he got dealt. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Ronick's right beneath uh, uh more at cider in terms of like, I wouldn't expect that to ha- ever happen. I think Phil Peronix is going to be a, an important piece on this team's defense going forward on a second pair. I think uh, Gustav Lindstrom has found himself in a nice, he's a, he's a young 23 year old RFA. He's not going anywhere. I don't think. Um, but outside of those three guys, I really think any one of these defensemen could be moved at, well, let's let's take Danny DeKaiser off. Yeah, the list. I was even just, though he's a UFA, that was my, that was my thing, yeah, yeah. Danny DeKaiser is a UFA, but guys, I don't think he's going to end up getting moved. I would struggle to find a unless you throw him in as an additional guy in like a a deal, sending another player out to get more asset, you know, something else back. I don't I don't see that happening. Even then, because yeah, like the, the point the point of doing that is to dump salary, and his contract ends at the end of the season. So there's really no point even in doing that either. You know what I mean? I don't know that I I, I would be I, honestly, I think DeKaiser getting traded would be the most surprising non moritz Sider trade and the entire defense for me personally. I think there's no possible way that that happens. No, that's a fair fair thing to say. The, making- I mean, the the rest of them, I I, I agree with you, Heronic, I, I don't think is, is really anywhere near trade talks. Um, Lindstrom's interesting to me, not saying that it's likely that he does get moved, but on his own, in a solo Lindstrom and you see what you get back, I I think you're right. But I don't think it'd be the most surprising thing in the world if Lindstrom was packaged with somebody else and and was flipped. I don't don't know if the organization views him as having a high enough ceiling to justify if somebody was willing to throw in an extra third on, on, on a package with somebody else to, to keep him. I mean, yeah, that it is that is true. One on one, though, I agree with you. I, one, I don't think there's any purpose in moving him solo. If, if you're trading Gustav Lindstrom for picks, I think you're making a backwards move because Gustav Lindstrom is a great a great young depth defense move with room to grow. Why would you trade a guy who's really just now beginning to blossom for draft picks for another to pick a player who might never even reach the level Gustav Lindstrom is for sure. because the yeah, draft it depends pick on the be traded for. for sure. So that's why I, 
you're right. The only situation I could see Ludenstrom getting traded in is if it's part of a package for a big return. But what kind of package would you be trading out? Like, because if you're selling at the deadline, you're looking for draft picks anyways. So unless you're making a package of like three players for Hydra, that would never work. That just doesn't make any sense, which is why I, I really am doubtful that Gustav Lindstrom gets moved at this trade deadline. Fair enough. And, you know, he's he's been, we, we've wanted to talk about him for a while. Um, he's been a, you know, a decent player for the Red Wings this season. He's not like going to wow you. His expected goals uh, for percentage is just uh, 43.71%, which, you know, weighs you know, the goals for versus goals against and, you know, makes a percentage out of it. He's at four. It's basically kind of like Corsi, but a little bit better weighted where his, he's at 43%. It's not Do great. Do you just admit it's that there horrible. might be a better stat than Corsi well, on air? So, I did. Brian Corsi, Fisher, the Corsi God? Corsi is great because it gives you a quick snapshot of like how this player is doing on the ice. And once you look at the relative, it tells you how he's doing versus their teammates. But the expected goals for percentage gives you a more weighted outlook at it. it. It takes into account where the shots on the ice were taking and rather just like overall shots for versus overall shots against. So with Gustav Lindstrom, he's right now at a, you know, 43 uh, expected goals for percentage, where if you were to look at that relatively uh, against his teammates and give me a second, as I submit this form, boom, form, submit, form submitted. <laughs> He's. It's actually funny because we were talking about uh, doing a more in-depth breakdown of him. Uh, what last week you and I were talking about that, and we looked it up, and we were like, you know what? I'm not sure. Like he's, he's been solid, okay. and, yeah. and for the role on the team, what we will gladly take that role or, or that production out of the role that that he has been given. Um, he he hasn't been you know lights out, or else he'd be a bona fide you know top line dm but he's been more than than solid enough given his role absolutely he's been a really uh kind of kind of consistent stable guy back there at, at uh, the bottom part of the defense yeah and his his expected goals for percentage relative to his teammates is a minus six right now which basically means that when he's on the ice he's worth minus six goals but that's again you know you have to take into account the rest of his teammates on the ice too on a better team it, it would look better so sure. those are the guys who I doubt are going to get moved. I highly, I would be very, very surprised if they do. Um, there are plenty, still a few players on this roster to, on the defense that could very much get moved, headlined by one Nick Letty. And uh, when it comes to the trade deadline coming up, go to betonline.net and you could probably play some bets on where these players are going. He's back. This football season might be over. Did you, that's that long pause was me trying to think about how to set this up. I try to impress you, Scotty, every single day. You know day. what? You do every single day, Thanks, Brian. buddy. Every single day. But hockey is in full steam for both pro and college hockey. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just hockey. BetOnline.net is your source for basketball, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to your Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. All right, Scotty, when it comes to talking about the defenseman who will be likely to be moved, I think the number one defenseman 
likely to be moved is the defenseman that they got in this past offseason through trade with the New York Islanders in Nick Letty. At, I think he's only 30 years old right now. He is having an okay season overall, but his underlying numbers would dictate that he is probably a really good choice for a Stanley Cup contender or a playoff contender to pick up if they want to shore up their defense and maybe provide a little bit of extra scoring touch on their defensive end as well. So if you were, if there were odds laid out on betonline.net and you had odds for every single person that has played defenseman for the Detroit Red Wings this season and their odds of getting traded, do you have Letty as the highest odds or the best odds? Yeah, I would absolutely have Nick Letty as uh, the highest too. odds. I, I think it's pretty pretty comfortably at that. Um, so, no, I, I mean he, like you said, he's he gives a, a contending team the ability to kind of have a little bit of a quarterback back there on on defense. Uh, I don't think he's going to play special teams for a team that is in a playoff spot i would imagine that they if they're in a playoff spot they probably got uh that figured out but as a depth defenseman that that could maybe help the like you said the offense of a lower line um and and kind of play quarterback in back there at the blue line i i think it makes a lot of sense honestly for uh for a team even though his numbers aren't uber fantastic i i think it makes a ton of sense to maybe try and buy low as best as they can against steve eiserman and uh, and and try and and try and add that to their to their team for sure. Yeah. So Nick Letty is an, a very interesting case in which he has some stats that just go his way and some stats that don't. So he gets as, as Nick Letty would uh, a pretty sizable chunk of offensive zone starts. And so you would think a guy with an off a lot more offensive zone start, starts would have a more positive, you know, Corsi and goals expected. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be that way. So he gets 53% of offensive zone starts, but he's getting just 47.9% Corsi percentage, which is 3% below where you want it. You want above 50, ideally. But when you relative that to versus when he's on the ice versus when he's off the ice, he is at a 0.9, which means that when he's on the ice, he is still having a positive impact. So he's just a really weird case in which when we've been watching him this season, he has looked good at times and he's looked bad at times. And that's just, he's what had some defensive to. miscues, some immense defensive miscues for sure. Um, and, and honestly, I, I would say that the offensive production we've got out of him is, I mean, we can be honest, right? We, we can, we can keep it a buck. I, I think it's probably been a little bit underwhelming as uh, to, to what we maybe expected. Not that anyone expected to light it up and, and lead defensemen in goals or anything, but I think people expected a little bit more offensively out of him, but, that being said, it's it's you know that that's half a season sample size, and I I, th- I still think that there is a not not only is there a market for Letty at the deadline, I think there's a pretty great a pretty big market for Letty at the deadline. I think you'll get the the top end defenseman will probably go early or, or I, potentially at the last second, but I think they'll probably go earlier, and then as those guys find new homes. Then, then they'll trickle down and, and call us about Letty. And, and like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't expect a first or a second for anybody on the defense, really. But um, I still think Letty could get you maybe a decent round pick and a, a throw-in you know, young prospect that 
the team doesn't think has a very high ceiling. Yeah, and so the case with Nick Letty really comes down to just going back to simple stats, man. I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, and I'm throwing a lot of like advanced analytics at his. You know, it comes. I love when you throw stuff at me when he's on and off the ice. But here's what it comes down to, guys. He's 30 years old, still in his prime, but he's making five and a half million a year, and he's having off production-wise a down year. Now, production isn't everything, when especially when it comes to defensemen, but he is definitely a more offensive-oriented defenseman. In 46 games played, he has 12 points and is a minus 26 on the Detroit Red Wings. Now, granted, the Red Wings are a much worse team than the Islanders were last year, but last year in just 56 games played, he had 31 points, 29 assists, and two goals. He gets a lot of assists. That's what he does. He, he sets up and produces a lot of plays, and it's not from lack of power play time either. He has plenty of power play time this season. So he is producing a lot less than expected, which is really going to hurt his trade value, especially at the cap that he is. Now, putting, putting him on a better team, his production is probably going to skyrocket. But, and he's also, if you look at his PDO, which is basically a measurement of how lucky you are, um, it all, it's, it's a me, regression to mean with PDO. It, uh, PDO always ends up at 100. It's basically your shots thrower versus saves made. And most players end up a percent below or percent above 100. And he currently is sitting a percent below 100, which means he's been more unlucky than most players. But unlucky to the extent that he is, the lack of production he's getting is different. Which So when it comes to asking the question, Scotty, how much can you ask for Nick Letty? I'm afraid that it's going to be a lot less than Detroit Red Wings fans were hoping for. Sure. I mean, when, when we signed him, I, I think that's definitely fair. Um, I, again, no one should be holding their breath for a, for a B-level or better prospect and a, a top two, maybe probably even three-round pick. Um, but at this point, you weigh keeping him and you weigh dishing him, right? Mm -hmm. You keep him. You stand pat at the deadline. You don't really move anybody. You keep them. You keep this group together. How important in your head is Nick Letty to the potential run for the second half of the season versus a what? Fourth round pick. I mean, that all comes down to what – I mean, that that's the argument. Is this team really trying to go for a playoff position or are they – thinking this is just another stepping stone year. Because if it's another stepping stone year, trade Nick Letty because he's not in the long-term plans. Now, before the season, trading for Nick Letty, I would have thought you could net maybe a second rounder for this guy. But he hasn't been having the season we had hoped. Right now, fourth rounder is probably the max that you can get for the guy. Maybe third rounder if you sucker Ken Holland in addition for Stevie Y. Stevie Y. Well, and also, if you deal with Edmonton and their their situation, Ken Holland's probably going to give you a first rounder for him. But <laughs> that's yeah, trade him, trade him, trade him to Edmonton. Trade to Kenny Edmonton. H. Nick Letty is your most attractive, you know, defenseman in your core, and even guy, he sure. is not going to get you more than I would say a third rounder at best. Yeah, I, I, no, he, he's not. I mean, he's just flat out not on his own. Um, but again, that that's the, that's the game we got to play. You gotta, you gotta outweigh. And in my eyes, I don't think there's any question. I would rather have a fourth round pick than my fourth defenseman for the remainder of a season where we're not probably not going to make the playoffs. That's a no brainer in my head. So I, I'm all for moving Letty for a fourth. 
Uh, I'd move him for a fifth. I'd probably move him for a sixth straight now, up. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see why. I don't see why you wouldn't. Another thing just popped in my head there, Scotty. Sorry, it just like came to me, and I was like, okay. "Oh no, you're good." You could also retain salary on an expiring deal to help in the hopes of boosting up the value you get out of him back. So him, sure. him paying you paying him five and a half million dollars. It's not a lot of teams with the cap space that are contending that you could send him to. So there are you think teams that gets out there you an extra round. Yeah, you might. I still, get, don't, I, I I don't think even if you retained all five mil, you're getting a, like a second. No, absolutely not. I'm saying you yeah, could probably use that even to a third into a third, to be maybe. honest. I, but not all hundred percent. But it might help you get a four out of them, though. And we'll yeah. take that. We'll and take the, it. the other problem then becomes like, what are the possible landing spots for these players? You know, we also got guys to consider like Stahl and Troy Stetcher, who are in expiring contracts as well. And you know they're way less attractive than Nick Letty. Stetcher oh, probably the second most dudes. attractive. You Come know on. what I'm talking about <laughs> um, from a trade perspective. But you know there's destinations out there, teams that have defensive holes. Um, where's the best location? Because you also have to take in the salary cap. Now, if you look right. at you know shots against per sixty, which is like. The bare minimum you got to look at for what teams, you know, need defensive help, teams that just face a lot of shots per game. The highest team on there is the young, young team in the Anaheim Ducks. Now, the Anaheim Ducks. On a salary cap as well. Have ton a ton of salary, of salary cap. cap, which is what makes them an attractive landing spot, especially because they're a team that's going to now transition into a buy mode. So they're going to start sending out draft picks to shore up their team. But are they, do they consider themselves one final piece away to get? just go after an expiring deal guy to try and win, you know, the Stanley cup. That's the, that's the thing for sure. And I, I don't think the ducks are going to look around and go, you know what? We are Nick Letty away from winning a cup, but they have so much salary cap and so many draft picks that I think if, if Nick Letty is their is their second or third move, in this trade season, then that's something that very much, very well could happen. Or, or even, I mean, as we go on down the road of, of the Stetchers and, and I guess potentially stalls, I mean, there's, there's something to be said for, you know, the, the second or third trade you make from now until the deadline versus, you know, Oh, we're going into this and we're just going to try and get Letty. And that's going to be the reason that we win a cup. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it, it's it's always tough because you have to. It's always hard to consider all of these factors when creating trade scenarios. I think another attractive potential landing spot for these players, um, these defensemen, would be like the Minnesota Wild, another young upcoming team with a lot of cap space. For but sure. the Minnesota Wild's defense is even in rougher shape. It's a much older core. I mean, they got 36 year old Alex Goligoski on their team. Uh, they got Jordy Ben, who's been god awful this season. He's out of nine hundred thousand dollars. He's going to be a UFA, UFA at the end of the season. I mean, these are guys that you could potentially even take from the Minnesota Wild to make room for Nick Letty, um, in 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 for what they need. And it's just these are the guy. These are the teams that you have to target when looking at dealing players because there's you there's not a lot of. Again, there's not a lot of teams that are lacking in um, d- defense that have the cap space to take on a guy like Nick Luddy. Yeah, it's a very narrow market, right, of, of competitive teams, playoff teams 
that have salary cap and specifically struggle defensively. That's that's what you're looking at for this group of players that were breaking down uh, on the wings today, right? Like that's a that's a slim group. And and while I do think that, like you said, and you made a great point with the retaining salary thing, that could help us out a boatload with these because we have the salary cap. They're expiring deals anyway. Why would we not? You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that that is something that is 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 going to help us a lot the potential to to hold on and retain salary like that. And I think I'm not sure that mm, I don't know. I go back and forth on stall a lot because he's now he's cheap, right? Last year, the big it was his contract was a big issue this year. Not an issue. The contract's not an issue at all. And trading your a would be a little weird, uh, but trading your a when you're not going to make the playoffs is less weird. And Mark Stahl has had some playoff moments, right? Like, yeah. least we forget. Mark Stahl's had some playoff moments. And I think that, I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth, as you could tell. I'm still <laughs> not 100% sure. I'm going back and forth a lot. Because has he been super productive defensively? Absolutely not. Ha- has he been decent offensively? I mean, for what his role is, yeah, kinda, um, and he has a leadership role. And, and w- one thing that everybody tells you every single NHL postseason: experience wins games. Experience is so vital to a lot of these teams in in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And having a guy like Stahl be your your second, even third line defenseman, you want to give up a sixth rounder. And go get you some Mark Stahl for, for the postseason to have, you know, as a locker room or kind of directing a defense might might be worth it to somebody. Yeah, and these guys are options. They really are. It's just they're not very good options. And I hate to say yeah. it, which oh, is why, right. like, as we talk about it and we talk about the defense, I go, keep going back and thinking that Nick Letty might only be the only one on the defensive core who gets moved. Uh, this trade season, and we talked, it's crazy too, because we talked last season about Mark Stahl or Troy Stetcher being guys that get dealt, but what you're looking at what these teams are going to need versus, you know, what they have the cap space for, are they going to need a Troy Stetcher? Are they going to, like, are they going to need the depth defenseman? Usually they're going out there trying to make big moves for final guys, but you also get times where guys like Patrick Nemeth get moved back to the Colorado Avalanche because they did need a, a de- depth yep. defenseman for their run. So these guys do get traded and they do get traded for sixth and seventh round picks. But usually it's guys like Nick Letty you're expecting to get moved. And it's just, it's really hard to predict, especially with the team like the Detroit Red Wings, who is what you're giving up on your team, you know, or what you're returning rather worth what you're giving up when the team is competing right now and the chemistry and the culture is building. And that's why we keep going back to maybe they'll just stand pat this season. It's possible. And and I, I don't even think it's I don't even think it's like, oh, it's kind of possible. Like, like there's a month, there's a month left, right? Just under a month left going into the deadline. If miraculously the Red Wings go on a little heater. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. And and it, a, a big reason for that is the fact that we don't have any of those top-level, you know, Anthony Mantha-type 
uh, people to trade and get a big, huge return for. That's absolutely a big reason for it. And if you are in a competitive situation, even if you're, you're what, six, eight points out, and you're like, all right, is, is it really worth moving our uh, one of the key pieces on our second-line defense? Uh, you know, it's the Red Wings' second-line defense, but it's still, you, you have to fill that hole with somebody. Is it worth moving the, the, your second-line defenseman for a, a fifth-rounder? Or do you think we just go, you know what, let's ride it out and see what happens? We're six points out of the playoffs in, in with a month and a half or two months left in the season. And in a lot of situations, it, well, for where the Red Wings are at, it probably isn't worth it. Probably. And that's, that's why I keep going back. And also, you notice I only read the advanced analytics for guys like a guy like Nick Letty because his actually speak pretty – in some regards, at least favorably to how he's performing. You look at the advanced analysts, guys like Mark Stahl or Troy Stetcher. Mark Stahl's defensive numbers are brutal. Yeah, they're not that great. Um, they're not awful for Mark Stahl, and they're not awful, but and you have to also take into account the team they're playing on, so they'd probably be a little bit better on a better team. But a guy like Nick Letty has at least positive numbers backing him up, saying that you put him on a better team, he will produce better. Yeah, and that he's got the guy. a little bit of bad luck. Letty's Mark Stahl, his PDO actually shows that he's had good luck, but his expected goals for uh, percent, his expected goals for percentage is still forty percent. Hey, Four, six, six, sixth rounder for a four leaf clover. Let's make it yeah. happen. That, so that's a that's a lucky guy. There's just there's just a lot of different factors as to why. Like, yeah, there are four UFAs to be on the Detroit Red Wings defense. But only one's really all that attractive. And, you know, maybe it comes 2 o'clock on trade deadline day and you got an hour left before it happens and you get a team desperate enough to just add another piece on their defensive core. You can say, hey, guy like Troy, Troy Stetcher on your team can provide a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. I believe that's true. But I just don't know if what you're going to get back is what you're going to worth going to be getting up, uh, be, getting, be giving up, especially with what you're building season. towards. Yeah. Because any draft pick you're going to be getting is going to be low. And a lot of times they don't, you know, they don't become anything that, you know, breathtaking. You know, those those late round steals are becoming harder to find because scouting is getting so much better over the years. You're not going to get that many Pavel Datsuks that many uh, much further going in, you know, through hockey because drafting has gotten so good. So is a sixth rounder for Troy Stetcher really worth it, especially when the team is looking to take that next step next season? It's going to take another four years for the sixth sixth rounder to be possibly ready at the NHL level, if they'll ever be there, when you already got a guy right now who's helping build a culture in a locker room like Mark Stahl, like Troy Stetcher, because this team is taking that next step right now. So that's why I'm not really sure, despite having three UFAs, if it's worth giving up a Troy Stetcher or a Mark Stahl just because of what they mean to the team right now. For sure. And I, and I think there's also something to be said for how many of them you dish, right? Yeah. If you if you're if you're getting rid of if you're just getting rid of Nick Letty, and that's it, and you hold on to to you know hold on to your assistant captain, you hold on to Statch, like that's I, I I think there's some justification in that, but you're definitely right. There's I don't think it would be really worth anything to anybody to to dish multiple of them or or whatever, and unless you're packaging them together, I guess even then that doesn't seem like you get a return that that justifies uh what you'd be putting the team through for the second half of the season yeah and that's why 
in the end, we're talking about this, and then you just we just don't know, man. It's going to be tough. We just don't know. It's going to be a really interesting trade deadline coming up here uh, next month, and it's going to be interesting to see what develops. But the only one we think we we think we could confidently say is going to get moved is Nick Letty. But we don't even know that for sure. Yeah, it's just crazy. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. We absolutely ball. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. We're going to be previewing that Colorado Avalanche game. Same time, same place. See your team every day. Every day. <laughs>